Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for our market view. I'm Elliot Danker together with Chua Tian Tian. Lots to talk about, including concert tickets as well. But first, a recap of how we started the day. Uh, glad we can talk about concert tickets uh, today. But uh, yeah, here's a quick recap. Singapore shares opened lower today, tracking overnight losses on Wall Street and also in Europe. So the SDI was down 0.7% in early trade to 3,260 points, some 59 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now let's take a look at the closing numbers. The STI closed down 0.61%. We're looking at 3,262 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.06 billion Sing dollars. Now gainers trailed losers 257 versus 321. Top advances for today, Semcom Industries, Capital Core and GMHUSD. Top decliners, DBS, Jardin Cycle and Carriage and New Incorporation, USD. Mm. Now, uh, in terms of companies to watch, we yeah. have Capital Core. We also have um, Unusual Entertainment, Unusual Limited, uh, Elliot, as you right, mentioned. yes. Yeah, and uh, investors, meanwhile, uh, continue to keep their eyes peeled on the U.S. latest uh, Fed's policy meeting. We're expecting a 25 basis point rate Mm -hmm, increase mm -hmm. there. The tech sector also in focus, and we'll tell you why later on in just a bit. Yeah, so quite a few things, quite a mix of things, uh, including a a bit of a preview of uh, U.S. markets uh, as we await uh, the Fed's decision. Uh, Yes, there are expectations, but Tintin, let's let's sort out the heavy stuff first. You've been watching Keppel Court quite a bit. Now, apparently the group has said it'll undergo a reorganization. What do we understand here? What's the latest? This is actually part of Capital Core's Vision 2030. Mm. What is happening here, Capital Core will simplify its organisational structure okay. into a new horizontally integrated operating model. Uh, basically, it wants to transform itself into a global alternative real asset manager. Okay. Uh, it says the reorganisation will remove the group's conglomerate structure in favour of one which comprises fund management, investment and operating platforms. So three of them. So the fund management will focus Focus on raising capital. The investment platform will decide on how capital is deployed, and you have this operating platform, uh, which uh, will be created by integrating capital's existing business units to drive further collaboration and synergies. Mm. Now, Capital Core's uh, chief executive Lo Xinhua said the company will benchmark itself against the best global asset managers in the world. And that uh, Capo is unique for its capabilities in three horizontals, namely infrastructure, real estate and connectivity. So the, the question is really, what does this restructuring mean for Capo Core? Its chief executive says it would like to emphasize the importance of recurring income across its three horizontals. So uh, the company basically is moving away from lumpy profits. It wants to move more and more into earnings that are recurring, that will attract a higher multiple. And the group expects the new initiative to translate into 60 to 70 million Sing dollars in annual savings by 2026. The reorganization will be progressively implemented in the next one to one and a half years. Now, here's one key number that we have to take note of, Elliot, here mm. is that Capital plans to significantly scale its asset under management to 200 billion Sing dollars by wow. 2030. Okay. And that's one new point here is that it unveiled today a further interim target of 100 billion uh, Sing dollars worth of 
asset under management by the end of 2026, which is double, by the way, its $50 billion AUM recorded as at the end of this year. So several media reports say mm. that this is an ambitious interim target. Let's see if they can keep it. Uh, you remember when Dyson wanted to set up a car factory here in Singapore? <laughs> so now apparently they want to set up a, a battery plant. Uh, tell us more. I recall at some point they were trying to set up a factory. Yeah, and, uh, something like that. We were trying to find out where it's all going to yeah. be and things like that. Was it James Dyson even bought a house uh, <laughs> at uh, somewhere in Tanjong Park? Yeah, there were a lot of things going on mm. there. And, and uh, yeah, why we are talking about Dyson here is that Dyson is apparently uh, setting up a next generation battery plant in okay. Singapore as uh, part of plans to double advanced manufacturing footprint this year. Now, here's what's exciting, Elliot. The yeah. company said this will be Dyson's first proprietary new technology battery plant. The factory, which is in Tuas, is the size of 53 basketball courts, the most significant investment in advanced manufacturing in Dyson's history, expected to be fully operational by 2025, and okay. the building set to be completed this year. Now, the question is, uh, what will that factory produce where we talk about battery cells? Uh, battery cells with proprietary technology that will be fitted into its new products. Mm. James Dyson himself said these, uh, this new battery technology will drive a major revolution in the performance and sustainability of its machines. Now, it sounds like a lot of things, but I really wonder uh, what kind of batteries will be put into our household appliances. Yeah, that is a very good question, uh, especially when you look at the notion of sustainability and, and what that could mean to this oh, business. Could that mean more portability, uh, portability yeah, right? Good because question, the battery can now store. Yeah, uh, very good point. Either way, uh, Dyson's plans are part of an ongoing five year mm. investment roadmap that okay. cost. Uh, $4.58 billion Sing dollars. Oh, okay, more of Dyson here in Singapore. Uh, why not? That should be quite exciting. Uh, not every day we get to talk about this company. Uh, I remember days where you would see their ads on TV all the time. Yeah. Uh, talking about events company Unusual. Uh, now, their shares have soared in the previous session, prompting a query from the Singapore Exchange. Unusual saying that it's uh, in its reply that ticket sales for the upcoming uh, Jackie Chung concert it has been overwhelming. I mean, I'm just just going back to this news piece I, I read earlier on. Yeah. We're looking at we're looking at insane numbers here, right? Uh, second batch of twenty four thousand tickets uh, for another three concerts sold in two and a half hours. First batch of forty eight thousand tickets already sold. So total, we're looking at seventy two thousand dollars ticket. Uh, seventy two thousand tickets. I beg your pardon. Price between one hundred and sixty eight dollars to three hundred and eighty eight dollars. You Jackie Chung fan? Uh, no, One but I know our, our our good friend Carmen Lee from OCBC is a Jackie Chan ah. fan and she didn't manage to get tickets to the concert. Oh uh, we were talking about it just now and I'll talk about it. We're seeing some unusual trading activities for unusual limited. I know. Uh, pardon me for that pun. I've got to <laughs> make that. Uh, shares of unusual yeah. actually rose 13.6% to close at 18 cents yesterday. Unusual Limited said in a boss filing that uh, the response to this Jackie Chung, uh, he's a canto pop singer, by yeah, the way, for yeah. those who are not aware, uh, response to his concert has been overwhelming. And uh, other than this, the company is not aware of any other possible explanation for that unusual price and volume movements. Now, over the past week, Unusual shares has been steadily rising, pricing 
uh, prices going up 14.1% between April 26th and mm. 28th. Uh, but before that, generally, the catalyst-listed company share has been quite muted. It is always quite quiet, hovering around 14 yeah. Singapore yeah. cents. So... Uh, why is that the case? Could there be more to this? Because we are talking about one single concert that's driving the share price. Is that a major company movement? Those are questions that probably we will ask or have have those questions at the top of our heads. I mean, the one question or the one thing we can confirm, uh, Jackie Chung is more popular than Westlife or even Jay Cho. <laughs> but I mean, I know Jay Cho is popular, but I've never seen concert tickets sold like that. Ooh, and apparently, three more those days. Are, these are the concerts that are Crazy. the ones that are driving up conversion rates. You know, a yeah. lot of them driving up hype, but yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. translating. It's true. Yeah. And the money, you know, the, the customers have the spending power. And also, you know, if we consider Jackie Chung is uh, one of the heavenly kings or the Si Da Tian Wang, as they call it, right? Yeah. And, and now that he's much older, right? Uh, maybe people are capitalizing on this opportunity uh, to see him in concert. There's that, that, that novelty there, in that yeah. sense. Oh, well, this should be fun. I uh, look forward to seeing all the uh, videos on Instagram <laughs> when it eventually happens. Uh, Tian, let's go okay. further away, all the way to the US. Google and Microsoft CEOs, they have called to meet with the US Vice President Kamala Harris, as well as some officials, and they want to talk about AI. Um, this is making the news today, but uh, perhaps you could dive deeper into it. Right, so it's not just Google and Microsoft CEOs, mm. but in fact, the CEOs of uh, OpenAI and okay. Anthropic as well. They'll meet with Kamala Harris and top administration officials to discuss AI issues on Thursday. Yeah. Now, uh, if we look at the invitation that's seen by Reuters to the CEOs, it noted President Joe Biden's expectations that these companies must make their products safe before making them available to the public. Fair what we do know in recent days is there has been concerns about this fast-growing AI technology that's this, uh, what do you call that, godfather of AI coming up to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, to call out worries over uh, the tech and uh, there are worries that it could proliferate scams and misinformation. In April, Biden had said that it remains to be seen whether AI is dangerous, mm. but it's underscored that tech companies had the responsibility to ensure that their products are safe. The administration has also been seeking public comments on proposed accountability measures for AI systems. Now, for now, we really do not know what will be discussed. We will know as we go along, but... Uh, according to a White House official who did not wish to be named, mm. uh, who will be attending the Thursday meeting? It will be attended by Biden's Chief of Staff, Jess Zions, Deputy Chief of Staff, Bruce Reed, National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, and Director of the National Economic Council, Leo Brainerd, Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, amongst others. So it's quite an extensive kind of discussion. It's very interesting, right, Jane uh, because I remember at the start of this AI conversation, mm. I had, I had quite a number of interviews with these AI bosses or whatever mm. you want to call them. They all say, okay, uh, Elliot, your Terminator scenario is not going to happen. The machines mm. are not going to take over. And for a while, we accepted that. We, we opened up to it. But since the emergence of something so unique like ChatGPT, mm. this issue and fear suddenly comes back into the conversation. And I suppose the only positive we can get from this is the fact that, well, these high-ranking officials are going to meet up to actually talk about mm. it. I'm sure as it starts to generate traction, yeah. the, it will then call for more, you know, as to how are we going to deal yeah, with yeah, what, what we are going to see good going point. forward. So that's always a work in progress. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.